Another week, another episode. I am Walter Neslund, and as you know, I am on a mission to highlight some of the most interesting people in the Nordics. And this time I went to Oslo, where I met a serial entrepreneur with experience from tech startups such as Swipe and Filmgrail. And his most recent project though is Nibi, a digital platform aimed to create the welfare society of tomorrow, inspired by his late brother's long-term treatment. This guy has got the brains to match his huge heart and he makes me optimistic about the future and I think he might just do the same for you. Here is Frederick Gulovsen. Okay, now that we have some coffee, should we get going? Yeah, absolutely. So this was maybe one of the hardest episodes to prepare for because it's uh, kind of advanced to understand what you do. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe you can explain to us what's going on here. Yeah. We, we're a tech startup and we create uh, digital platforms like everyone do these days. Uh, but we do this with a very special niche market. We do it together with local governments and municipalities. So we have partnered up with uh, a number of uh, Norwegian municipalities at first uh, to create a new type digital platform, basically to enable what we call next generation welfare society. And why we do it is because we now have an aging population that drives the need for care. And you can basically now tap into any uh, newspaper across Europe and you can tap into the debate on the uh, care crisis due to the aging population. It has a lot of increased need for care. And at the same time, we see that more and more people are getting unemployed and, and so on. Right. So you have two different huge societal uh, uh, societal challenges. Uh, but it's kind of as two different debates because on one side we de- debate how, how can we tackle the care crisis with the aging population and it almost seems like a problem that we live longer lives and on the other side we ask ourselves kind of what should we humans do when the robots take over all our jobs right and we see that loneliness becomes a bigger and bigger problem and, and so on right so, so it's kind of a huge paradox in the societies across europe at one side we have too few hands and on the other side we have too many Uh, So what we have done together with these municipalities is to uh, learn from sharing economy and from digital platforms. Because if it's one thing the digital platforms has been really, really great at, it is exactly to to connect a variety of individual needs with a variety of individual resources on a completely different scalable level. Right, so you're you're the Airbnb for care. Yeah, and public services basically. Yeah. Yeah. You could say, but we're not like a marketplace like Airbnb uh, because Airbnb is a disruptive uh, force, uh, disrupting existing structures. But we have done completely opposite because we have partnered with existing institutions. Because in Scandinavia especially, we have fantastic institutional trust and we've built maybe the best welfare states in the world with our institutions. So we have, instead of trying to disrupt existing uh, institutions, we have partnered with them and then we have made a software, which is a software as a service tool for municipalities in order them to enable and give them that same kind of power of platforms. Right, so the the problem we have is then, as you say, it's not that we have 
we don't have enough people to take care of the you know the, the, the older aging population but it's about the problem we have is about organizing that yeah and that's what you do yeah, yeah. because it's same kind of like Airbnb to use that parallel uh, what they did was to solve a consistent need for a place to to stay overnight but they solved it with a new type of service that you could stay uh, at home uh, with people so in through that they unlocked lots of idle resources and in society as such it's also lots of idle resources today not unlocked because of the because of the coordination issues with all the different silos and sectors and so on in and all the different legislative issues and so on right yeah it's in a way it's kind of a complex thing to wrap your head around for some people i i, I think yeah. uh, for me you know i'm probably the dumbest guy in the room but could you take a concrete example just to 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 run through one concrete example how this could work yeah totally and how it works because we are in now more than um, 40 municipalities and organizations in Norway and we're growing in Sweden as well. Uh, so a typical use case is um, a home care nurse today visiting more than uh, 10 to 15 patients per day typically and she finds that it's lots of tasks she's already doing which can be done by other other people for instance follow the doctor uh, or things that would be really smart to do in order to make increase the quality of the services uh, for instance uh, get help for practical stuff or uh, be followed around in the city to buy stuff and s- stuff like this stuff that increase life quality but also uh, makes the patient able to stay longer at home uh, and prevent her from more expensive uh, care alternatives such as care homes uh, so uh, she finds herself kind of flooded with lots of tasks some of them she has to do herself others can't be done because of the tight time schedule and then nibi is a tool to effectively mobilize available and new resources for those tasks that can be done by other people than the nurse herself so and those resources can be within the same organization the care unit or it can be it can be in among collaborating partners such as it could be an employment office where they are searching all the time for meaningful tasks to do to help people in or same with immigration offices and also just citizens uh, that can be qualified for different tasks and then the nurse puts out the different needs and then it goes directly to those qualified already for uh, for the different tasks. Right, and that that word you said there, qualified, yeah. that's a big part of your platform, right? Yeah, yeah. that's so a super important part. Yeah. Otherwise, we could just have made uh, kind of there are numerous platforms like Nextdoor and Peerby and so on and so forth. Or we, you could use Facebook or Blockit SA or Fin.no or whatever just to put out needs on the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And it could be volunteered or it could be paid. Uh, but then you don't have institute, you don't have the trust part, right? And then uh, we have uh, been growing. Of course, Airbnb is based on stars and trust by crowd. But for these kind of services, you don't want to put your grandma on ebay right right <laughs> uh, so, uh, so that's why we have really just from the start seen that the trust part is super important and we have the um, institutional trust so if uh, and this happens through a home care unit that decides what organizations do they trust who, who they, do they have uh, institutional trust for for instance red cross and they, if they want someone to 
uh, to coordinate or to help with follow to doctor for instance then they can talk to red cross or they can talk to unemployment office or immigration office and then talk with them yeah we need this and this uh, help for this and this much uh, follow missions and then you, they decide together on a leader level what is the qualifications for a good for such a task so it's a micro service and then it meets only also micro uh, qualifications, right? So they decide, ah, you need, uh, we need to trust them, we need them to the, this and this level of, uh, uh, of local language and so on. And then they decide on the management level and then they qualify, uh, qualify their own members. And then on the healthcare side, they qualify who can ask for the service. So this way you have the same institutional trust as today but it enables self-organizing. Right, so when I when I first uh, started reading up on this and I realized I was going to meet you, I was super excited because this is like my favorite topic. How do we make uh, society more efficient and how do we use resources better? Because in a, in a way, sometimes it's not about getting more resources, it's about just, you know, optimizing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And you said to me, that's all good, Walter. I'm so happy you like uh, efficiency, but this is also about changing you know values and yeah. that kind of thing which intrigued me what what do you mean what did you mean by that at this school just to take the efficiency part first uh, typically today <coughs> if two organizations should collaborate on something on a service like this for instance uh, a follow to doctor or even just replacement uh, staff if someone are ill right then typically you have the need and then you have to talk to a boss and then that boss have to talk to the boss in the other organization and they have to find the right personnel. So it's a really long kind of chain. And with Nibi then, Nibi, Nibi allowed direct communication from those having the need to those who actually will contribute, even though they're in, in another organization, but then have the same institutional trust, right? Uh, so, uh, so that is the efficiency part. So they just spend less time coordinating. But the, the great thing happens when low transaction cost which is then the fact when uh, you can have secure connections with a very low transaction cost that low transaction cost enables lots of new type of services and lots of resources that today are un, uh, can unutilized to be utilized and that is what we have seen with airbnb and with the long tail in amazon and so on uh, that low transaction cost unlocks the long tail right both the long tail of needs and the long tail of resources. Yeah, and that's exactly what we need. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, oh, it's, fa- it's fascinating. I'm I'm just uh, so happy you uh, come to Sweden with us. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Thank Look, you. Looking it's, forward to seeing you in Stockholm. <laughs> and going to Sweden has yeah. been amazing, actually, because uh, in um, yeah, we have had in Norway. It has been uh, we have had lots of support for for this project. We have been invited to so many conferences speaking about this and all actually we're in 40 municipalities and organizations now all except the two first have approached us which has been fantastic in the public sector i would never have believed it Uh, but also in sweden it seems even more mature it's larger local governments Uh, it is uh, more tech savvy uh, leadership Uh, and uh, probably also sense of urgency is higher because we're uh, kind of soaked in oil in Norway. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, you're you're a rich brother. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, um, yeah, we we definitely definitely need this in Sweden. And and I I spoke actually to one of the founders of uh, Dr.se and uh, he he also talked about how they utilize uh, 
not doctors as the first you know person you meet but a nurse so yeah. they kind of make sure you get to the quote unquote cheapest resource first yeah. and then kind of get guided in the right direction yeah. whereas some others you go straight to a doctor and the doctors get used and that's a really expensive resource and you yeah. know a yeah. scarce one yeah but uh, just that kind of m- making sure we use the resources we have better it's it's important yeah. but he also told me the size of the market <gasps> and i had to ask him twice because i didn't he told me it was something along the lines of 70 billion dollars in Sweden alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a huge, huge um, market that we're, that we're paying for with tax money. Yeah. So, I mean, just uh, just the impact that something like this, if, even if you just change a few percent, yeah, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. And that's um, working with healthcare. Uh, it's so, it, yeah, even just the kind of small value microservices, but with that volume. It is uh, even in a small country like Norway, the total market is extremely huge, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. Um, so so that that's um, that's your business. So mm. but what about you? How mm. did you, how did you come up with this idea? Uh, I've been. Um, I think it's several paths to it, but uh, I've been doing tech startups for uh, for uh, more than ten years, uh, and also I have political science. Uh, so I think that has been very important because this is not just kind of, it's not just to make a marketplace for, for this. You really have to dig into, and that is what we have done that no one else has done so far, is to really understand the different juridical landscapes, really understand the different incentives in the different parts of the of the government structure and, and, uh, and all the complexity and to make that simple, right? So uh, I think political science has been important and also to understand their um, language. Uh, but most important definitely is I've had, um, uh, for, I have uh, also had a little brother that became ill and was really ill for more than 10 years. Uh, and now he doesn't live anymore. And that just made me reflect a lot on how we organize care in general in society which is the, um, really the just inspiration and the spark for the whole project. And it's not, it's not because me and my family was so dissatisfied with the model of today. Actually, it's rather the opposite because we had a great collaboration with the local authorities. So he could live at home uh, because we were a large family and he could live at home for uh, till the end. And we had good support from the municipality and we had good ways to kind of also include other more informal resources uh, in helping him out. Uh, and also we got, just could see also how much he could give to many other people. For instance, one of his assistants uh, was uh, not speaking Norwegian first. He, she learned it through through working with him and and with us, and now she's a psych- uh, uh, practicing psychologue or uh, uh, psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah, psychiatrist yeah. Uh, in Norway, which is also fantastic. Yeah, yeah. so it's just uh, all the fantastic effects you get just by connecting people through something important, yeah. which was the uh, inspiration for it. So yeah. Then I thought, should we make just a kind of more institutions like this where we just connect different kinds of people and that is becoming more and more uh, normal actually now in Netherlands, Denmark and so on with students living with elders and so on. But uh, then I thought 
we could scale it and do it all over Europe instead through digital platforms. Yeah, so this is exactly what we did in our small villages, but yeah. now we just try to make it at scale. Yeah, and th- that is also what we, we kind of a metaphor w- for what we do with our partners uh, is that we combine the best from the traditional village with the best from the welfare state. And that is best from traditional village. What's that? It's you know who help needs help for what and who can do what. And you can talk to each other directly instead of talking through a bureaucracy and, and all this, right? And you have a frame of trust. Right. And then best from, uh, best from uh, public services uh, and welfare state is that you have a third party deciding who can ask for what kind of services through uh, decision and, and based on their needs. And you have a third party deciding who can contribute with the, what kind of services through qualification. So it's kind of combining those two. Yeah, then the name makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my <laughs> nephew, 10 years old, found <laughs> the name. Yeah. Okay, so what have been like the what have been the, the hardest parts of getting this to work, do you think? I think first uh, at first I thought really to um, because I started with this idea in 2015. And then first I spent the uh, time on trying to kill the idea. Is it legislative stuff, ideological stuff, or other reasons why it shouldn't be possible. So I really tried to kill the idea, but I wasn't able. It, it's a good way also starting something to really try to kill it. It makes it more robust if it's, uh, and before you're too much in love with it, <laughs> it's important. Uh, and then I thought probably it will be hard to, because this is a crazy idea actually, uh, to create self-organizing municipalities, provides new services in new ways and so on. Uh, and I thought probably I had to pitch this to 30 municipalities and maybe one was crazy enough. But still, I believed so much in the future uh, that this is the direction to go. So I thought, yeah, I probably will pursue it anyway. But then I just started with one municipality. That's where I grew up. And they totally loved it. And then I went to completely other kind of municipalities where I live now in the part of Oslo. And they also totally love it. So two out of two are based on a really ugly PowerPoint. <laughs> and I didn't know what kind of product to create. And they uh, were able to prepay um, R&D contracts before we had an, a spec on what to create, which was fantastic validation. Uh, and then and then when I started scrambling team, uh, and we uh, now we're a team of 14, but at that time a smaller team, and then we started building learning and then we got just more and more municipalities coming in even though we didn't have a web page and they just talked to each other so it was fantastic market validation and that is same also all the clients recently also came to us approached us and so on so that the need and interest for that kind of solution and the mindset has been fantastic but the real challenge i think with many transformative it projects because this is digital transformation of a very slow moving uh, matter which is the public sector right so, and it is to move from pilots into scale so that is what we work a lot uh, on now we, and that has been great with onboarding 40 municipalities now that we have learned a lot from how to onboard how to implement and how to scale and even though people love Nibi because they love it with their brain because they see this is really smart. They just see, ah, we can go instead of this one talking to this one, talking to this one, talking to this one, people can talk directly, right? 
So even though they see it's smart and they love it with their heart because they see all these narratives of people meeting and unlocked resources and, and so on, um, the wallet really kind of for the, it really have to count uh, for in money uh, and 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 uh, to make them really prioritize it because one thing is what they pay us another thing is that they really have to start a change management program mm -hmm. uh, and that is what we um, work a lot with uh, together with our partners now and it's lots of uh, interest uh, on on new ways to implement and we work closely with them but that's the main challenge i would say before that it was, it was also is it, it was a product risk more than a market risk um, because are we able to make that complexity simple enough for people to use it and that uh, i would say we have been able to do so it's a self-service platform we help help if needed but it's self-service platform and you can it's used for lots of different services uh, and covering lots of different juridical um, landscapes but then so it was a product risk uh, and then uh, now it's more kind of implementation uh, risk you could say but it's just the wins are so huge so it's for us more far more kind of how long time and how much more do we have to learn to get there then um, then it's not a kind of either or anymore wow and this i guess scales really well yeah yeah because you already have all the unscalable stuff is uh, outside of your uh, i mean that's that's already in place so yeah. to speak and this building such a platform compared to a normal marketplace because it's lots of great marketplace ideas but you have empty room right mm -hmm. so you have to fill uh, you have this uh, hen and the egg uh, challenge all the time with public sector it's different because they have all the people in the room already so it's this is far more just you have a party with lots of people going around and there it's but they're far more or less in the dark or they're in different rooms so they can't see each other and we're just switching on the light and creating holes in the walls so that they can see each other so the people are there and that's a huge difference and yeah. we can together we can decide we onboard these and these uh, home care uh, units and these and these resources and we talk and they decide in advance how much should we what should be the volume our of our collaboration and so on and it's just management case if it is a big win and uh, then then it's just management if it's uh, into what extent it's done or done or not this is an amazing idea i'm so happy that you've managed to uh, execute it so well uh, but you, you also have a lot of experience from startups and, and entrepreneurship in general. What would be, if you have like three, three pieces of advice for people mm. who, who are entrepreneurs, what would those three be? Uh, it's hard, but I think really important is to start, try to kill the idea first. <laughs> because if you're first the type that gets ideas, then, then probably there will be more ideas, right? So that's the that's one thing at least really try to kill it and if you're able to kill it great because then uh, then it opens door for another idea uh, which probably will be better uh, and then i think also um, talk about don't try to kind of hide the idea it's maybe needless to say now because the culture has changed when uh, for 2007 when we were doing uh, first uh, startup then everyone we were in the kind of um, what became now startup lab in uh, in oslo uh, and then it was just a few founders there and everyone had the kind of their curtains uh, drawn you know and they were hiding patents and couldn't talk about it now it's far more open culture but to talk about it with as many as you can is just better 
no one will steal your idea because they will only catch kind of uh, 5% of it anyway because the rest is inside you, right? Uh, and then the most important, and, and also don't value the idea too much either because it's the execution. So many people, and we see it, so much talk about innovation and the idea, but the thing is execution. Yeah, it's like uh, running a marathon race. Yeah, and then the idea is to have jogging shoes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not really yeah. there. Right? Or, or just running the race is the idea. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The mm. hard work is still to come. Yeah. So um, I don't know if we got two or three there, but but uh, they were good enough. Yeah, yeah, was good, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so happy you, you uh, came by and... Uh, super excited about what you're doing and also to have you come over to Sweden and do it there because we, we certainly need it. Uh, if people want to find out more about you and your mission, where th- can they do that? Um, you can Google uh, Nibi or Nibi.com. You can go there. That was easy enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Thanks so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.